the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome back Tom Dunn to talk all things musical on a Thursday. Because, Tom, I've missed you. Between me being away for uh, 10 days and you being gone for three weeks, we've actually missed each other. And do you know, I have gone all musical in your absence. I went to two concerts, Bay City Rollers and All Saints. You they, went they, to the Bay City Rollers in and, and the town. And they all had the tartan. No, actually just went for the racing and it happened to be on and I was still drinking pints. So the fact of the matter is, it does this not up my street cred on the music stakes? Well, not really the Bay City Rollers, no. But all Saints? Yeah. All Saints, yeah, oh, they're cool. There was 12,000 people there. Was there it's really? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Was on? It was on in Leopardstown as well. You hardly <laughs> think I'm going to go to all the places you recommend. All right, let's take a listen to this. So, Tom, why on earth would we play that infamous Father Ted clip, My Little Horse? What what are you on about now? Netflix had the most wonderful idea, and I think I wish we had had this idea. It's an idea that is just, it's on time. It's a film around Eurovision, and Demi Lovato is the most recent person to sign up for it. Uh, Will Ferrell and Pierce Brosnan. Now, Pierce has done a lot of work with Mamma Mia!, uh, which is set in the musical world and it's kind yeah, of very yeah, entertaining, yeah, very yeah. funny. So I think the Eurovision world is very similar to all of that. It's chock-a-block with songs. You put a story into the heart of it and you just the songs just lend themselves to it. So Netflix are, are waiting and they have a great cast signed up for it and they're going to be making a film set in the world of Eurovision and it's going to tell the tale of, I think it's going to be an Icelandic singer-songwriter who has, uh, is going to represent Iceland. But his dad is the real star, that's Pierce Brosnan. So he will never do, he'll never quite live up to the star his dad was. So that's the kind of dynamic. But, but, but you, you know, for a lot of people, Eurovision is a piss take. It's not taken seriously by serious music people. I mean, where do you stand until, on Until it? they have to. Um, until they need the money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, ching, ching. Yes. Uh, so, so, like, no, no, but, no, but, like, is, is this going to be a kind of satirical look at uh, the absolutely. Eurovision? Absolutely. Right. It'll be, it'll be, a, there, there may be one of those rom-com kind of will you get the girl, will you lose the girl type things just right. to keep If it's you written in, by Will Ferrell, it's only heading in one direction. Probably won't be, but, yeah. but have you seen Mamma Mia? I have. I what have. What do think of it? I've, well, I, I, I I have this problem since childhood. Yes. That back in the day, it could be any get your gun or whatever. You watch a movie and then suddenly they break into song. song. And I kind of saying, well, this isn't for real. That, you know, it's the same with I don't like sci-fi. Yeah. I don't like, you know, oh, things right. that I can't believe in. You know, it's like, whereas I actually believe, you know, when I'm watching uh, Coronation Street or I'm watching Peaky Blinders, that, the, that you know, Killian is, is, yes. is actually, this is him, you know right. what I mean? Well, you see, the thing is that if, if the musical bit of it loses you, then you're never, that's never going to get you back. But the, it does appeal to a massive audience. And Mamma Mia 1 and 2 were both massive. And part of what was great about them was the songs of ABBA. There is a back catalogue of songs through Eurovision that will lend some of them. Absolutely, songs, yeah. Will lend themselves to those moments where it's sing along, it's feel good, 
and it's great crack. And I think the number one thing about Eurovision is it's crack. And you need to don't well, take it you, too seriously. If, if you like karaoke, it's fantastic. And the people who are and involved are all sorts of... They're so <laughs> far from pub singers. It's the people who are in all sorts of characters and weird and strange people. It really appeals to the, the offbeat people. And I, I think it's a great idea for okay. comedy. So I look forward to seeing it. All right. Well, look, it will be out on Netflix, as all good movies nowadays are. Let's move on to Tom's Album of the Week. So this is new to me, yeah. Slater Kinney. Yeah. It sounds like a firm of solicitors. Uh, the, the, that track was Reach Out, and yeah. Tom's album of the week is The Centre Won't Hold from Slater Kinney. Sl- Slater I, Kinney. Slater yeah. Kinney, okay. Right. Uh, I have to say, it was a very difficult week this week because um, The Murder Capital, a brilliant band from Dublin, had an outstanding debut, and Ride, a band who been together for 30 years, have right. a great, right. Ride, yes, <laughs> a great new album as well. But this one just blew me away. Slater Kinney are a band who were around from around the mid-90s. They were part of that whole uh, Riot Girl scene. They were kind of successful to an extent, and then in 2004, they called it a day, got back together a few years ago. But this album is produced by a woman called St. Vincent, and she brings a real producer's touch to this. I think a really great producer can go into a band, take the elements of them that are good, and somehow make them better and more accessible to all a much bigger audience. So It's the same this, with radio. Mine would be pure muck unless I was produced. Tell me about it. So um, she's done that. She's brought her particular sheen to it and made Sleater Kinney, in my, my view, sound better than it ever sounded before. And this is going to be their biggest album by a mile. Uh, have they had many albums? They have. And they'd, be, they'd, they'd have a, a fan base, but they wouldn't have a huge fan base. There wouldn't be a cross. Is it kind of light band. rock? It didn't. Like, I was expecting it was more heavy rock yeah, when I was reading it's the kind blurb. It's edgy. It's indie. It's in your face. Very intelligent. Um, and it, it's just so much more accessible than their previous album. It's going to be huge. But the is drummer a, left dramatically. I was just going to say, there's a backstory to this. Uh, in June, this caused a bust-up, did it? It did. The drummer left. Now, I haven't seen any good reasons as to why she did leave, but I have a feeling that it's all just got a little bit too smooth for her and away from the kind of in-your-face stuff that they used to do more of in the past. But an interesting backstory of this as well is Carrie Brownstein, who's one of the major songwriters, when they came to an end in 2004, she went off and became a very successful scriptwriter and director and actress and this uh, comedy in America called Portlandia, which is a brilliant comedy, she was behind. So I think she's coming back to this with seriously developed writing skills, better than they were in their heyday 10 or 15 years ago. So I think she's mm. really bringing grace to so The songs right. are dramatic and involving and, and they're brilliantly produced by St. Vincent. All I right. love it. Big thumbs up for Sleater Kenny's uh, new album, The Centre Won't Hold. They're all the way from Washington, a US of A. And now to Tom's gig of the week. I was born lucky, they always say. I work in these fields of plenty. Sweat for the company far away. Proof one sweet now has bitter all right, we're talking about Vicker Street on the 23rd, which is this Friday. Little Stephen and the Disciples of uh, Soul. That was Bitter Fruit, was it? It was yeah. indeed, yeah. Little Stephen, you'll know uh, for many reasons. Uh, one, plays in Bruce Springsteen's band. So, ah. yeah, his day job. What does he call be. the band? He calls them on, they do, can they? He takes East a break. Street, East Street Street that's band. it, yeah, that's it. He's that's a it. long-time member of the East Street band. What does he play? 
Uh, he's a guitar player. Okay. And he is also a very successful actor. He's in Sopranos. You'll know him from oh, The Sopranos. Right. So he has those two careers going on. So getting a chance to see him is a rare enough thing. And a great guitar player. And he would have he would have been having a successful solo career where he not consumed by the machine that sure. is Bruce Springsteen. So I, I'm pointing in the direction of that because he's had many albums. He's a great guitar player. He's a great storyteller between songs as well. And uh, take this rare enough chance to go and see him in Vicar Street. Now, is he another of these politicos, uh, uh, you know, disguised? Because the Summer of Sorcery, right, which is his acclaimed uh, 2017 solo return, Soul Fire, Soul Fire Live and all of this. What's the kind of genre we're talking about? Oh, it's in terms rock and of, roll. It's very political, I'm talking. Uh, yeah, there is a political edge to it. I don't know if it's that overt, the political edge to it. It's more rock and roll, personal and political. But um, Grammy nominated in the past and, you know, mixed by, you know, when you're working with Bruce Springsteen, you get to know people in the business. So it's mixed by a man called Bob Clearmount and he's probably the best mixer of music okay. in the known universe. So, and tell um, me this, how many disciples did Jesus have? Twelve. Well, this guy has 14 in his Disciples oh, of Soul. That, that, no, that, there's a lesson there, isn't there? Yeah. Where will this end? They're overstaffed. It didn't end well the last <laughs> time, so I hope it goes well for him. Is there a Judas amongst them? I ask He'll find myself. out, won't he? Okay, Tom's tip of the week. Oh, right. 50 years ago, 1969, we're going to go to New York State, and it was what? Woodstock. Woodstock. What a time. What a time. I, I think we've lost the significance of it 50 years on. But at the time... Here we go. I, I, you're going to run straight into a slamming wall here. Carry on. Okay. Carry on. At the time, when it, at, when, when it was taking off and the roads were being closed, people thought there was a million people at it. There weren't. There was 400,000 people at it. But there was a sense in America that the kind of young, hippie-ish people were rising up and setting up their own state. They weren't going to go and fight in Vietnam. They weren't going to do the man told them to do anymore. They were practicing free love. They were taking drugs. And there was a sense of they're becoming very powerful. And there was a worry about them. And the, the kind of this forces around them the, the news networks wanted them to fall on their face and were doing news reports saying they'll probably starve they'll get washed away in the rain none of that happened they they got through the, the three days very successfully and the music was brilliant but for this little picture of a moment in American history when hippiedom was absolutely everywhere and people were following the advice of people like the Beatles and All You Need Is Love or Bob Dylan's A Change Is Gonna Come all these lyrics were flooding around their heads and thinking there's a different way to live was very powerful in people's minds Woodstock was just this beautiful little moment when people thought love will conquer all and we don't need to fight in Vietnam and it's brilliantly captured in films and this documentary on Friday night on BBC4 I can't recommend enough because apart from the performances which are brilliant it's just seeing that little moment of, of peak optimism it was the end of the 60s the summer of love and all of that and it's a lovely thing to remember But you see Tom I'm this sorry I'm, I'm older than you I'm older than yeah. you and, and, and you know David McWilliams has a great thing about this time it'll be different. You know, there yes. won't be a recession and everything. You know, this time the growth will last forever. It's the same with these generation of 20-somethings. And we now actually are a bit hard on the snowflake millennials mm. and so on. When you look at these people, these are classic snowflake people. They're dreamers. They're not people who built America. They're not people who are going to sustain. And the very same people, when they're 52, will start voting for Republican and Conservative parties. This is the life cycle. So therefore, Woodstock is not an iconic moment. It's just another bunch of youngsters who've lost the run of themselves and they will cop on after a while. Got you going. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, I'll tell you the, one thing they did. <laughs> they got, I think a lot of 
people in America thought it was like a, a hippie ISIS was, was breaking out. They were setting up a, cell, a caliphate uh, around Woodstock. They were fearful of it. Um, they, they Free meant, love, flower power, drugs, anti-Vietnam. All of the things that absolutely suffused And the when they 70s. become parents, their lives change. Do you know what most of them did instead? It wasn't becoming parents. It was becoming uh, stars in Silicon Valley. That's no. where they went. But you see... With you a see, whole different see, mindset. You can't make a career. Outcome. You can't make a life out of escapism. It just fits you for a moment in time. And then... Ivan's maturity kicks in. Oh, my God. Now, I matured these... at 17. I was an old fogey at 18. I can see we need a follow-up documentary on what these people did next. So this is them... on BBC4 on Friday. Yeah. A lot of them died. I just want to say that about the music. <laughs> <laughs> on, that flat finish, on that flat finish, a year left Woodstock, three days. That Janice, defi- a year left in Defined a, a, a generation. Finally, Tom, I don't believe we've done an entire slot and you haven't plugged anything. When is failure happening? Um, well, before failure this weekend, I'll be in Mungret, just outside uh, Limerick, performing at the local GAA club okay. with the four of us uh, for the Mungret Festival. It's going to be great. Looking forward to that. And then... What night of the week's that? That's going to be Saturday. Right. And then September 20 and 21st is failure. You know, we've Sinead O'Connor for this, it now. D- d- so, d- no, failure, you, you are the... Yeah, what what do they call curating. it? Curating. Cur- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think of museums. <laughs> All right, well, maybe next week we'll talk a bit more about the failure. And Electric Picnic, we'll talk about that. That's going to be great. All right. Tom Dunn, trying to put me right on these American bands I don't understand and thinking that Woodstock was important. Great to be back, Tom. Thank you. Now, let's check in on the news. (laughs) 